If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. I'd like to call the meeting to order for the Eden City Council regular meeting for May 16th, 2023, and welcome everybody here. Um, we meet the third Tuesday of each month at 6 o'clock, and we work from a prepared agenda uh, that are by the door, copy by the door if you need one of those. Uh, welcome our uh, members of the media, Roy Sawyer from Rockingham Update with the live stream and, and internet availability for the meetings, and Mike Moore from Mike Moore Media. Thank you for being here and, and what you do to... Uh, keep our citizens informed. Item two is invocation. It'll be given by Pastor Miranda Easley of Shaw Christian Church, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance, which today will be led by the Leaksville Spray Elementary School's kickball team two. If you'll please stand for these two items. <coughs> Amen. Thank you, Council. Lord, our Father God, we come to you right now. And first of all, we're going to give you the highest praise of hallelujah. And we thank you for this moment that we have in this time that we're able to be privileged to be a part of this gathering today of the city council and the meetings to discuss and rationalize things that is best for the community and for this city. So, Lord, I'm asking that you be in the midst of it. Give us your wisdom and give us your knowledge and give us your understanding and let your presence be of peace in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, and liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and uh, if you please be seated. Item four is proclamations and presentations. 4A is a proclamation for Public Works Week, and 4B is a presentation of the Eden Youth Council projects. I'm going to move to the front podium for these two items. This is a proclamation for Public Works Week. Whereas the public works professionals focus on infrastructure, facilities, and services that are of vital importance to sustainable and resilient communities and to the public health, high quality of life, and well-being of the people of the City of Eden. 
And whereas these infrastructure, facilities, and services could not be provided without the dedicated efforts of our public works professionals who are employees at all levels and are responsible for rebuilding, improving, and protecting our transportation, water supply, water treatment, and solid waste systems, public buildings, and other structures and facilities essential for our citizens. And where it is in the public's interest for the citizens, civic leaders, and children in Eden to gain knowledge and to maintain an ongoing interest in understanding of the importance of public works and public works programs in their respective communities. And whereas the year 2023 marks the 63rd annual National Public Works Week, now be it proclaimed that I, Mayor Neville Hall, do hereby designate the week of May 21st through 27th of 2023 as National Public Works Week in the city of Eden. I urge all citizens to recognize the substantial contributions our public works professionals make in protecting our city's health, safety, and quality of life. I would ask that the public works uh, employees who are with us please stand to be recognized. These are the people who keep our city running and uh, we couldn't do it without them. Thank you all so much. Again, uh, that is what um, makes our ability to, to have a city it runs through these people, and we appreciate everything that you do, and hopefully everybody will reach out during National Public Works Week, and thank you personally. Item, what are we on, 4B? 4B is uh, the Youth Council presentations. Ms. Gilly, if you please take over. Okay, maybe I'll stand to the side so I can talk to everybody. Um, so my name is Erin Gilley, and I'm the, um, the advisor for the Eden Youth Council. We have done two projects um, just recently that we wanted to talk about um, tonight, and we were sort of rushing to get um, these done because once my youth council kids get done with the school year they're sort of gone for the summer so I have to make sure we do it before um, some of them graduate because I have several that are graduating this year and um, but we did want to to recognize what they had done so the first event that we want to talk about is our 5k um, color run that was held on April the 22nd and Cooper Martin was part of the leadership team on that project so I'm gonna let him just sort of give you a rundown and a summary of the event and to tell what happened and um, the money that was raised. So go ahead, Cooper. Good evening, everyone. Uh, so on April 22nd, the Youth Council, we organized and put on a 5K on a, uh, uh, excuse me, at the Smith River Greenway to benefit two local charities in our community. Despite the storm and rain that we had that day, over 20 runners were there and participated. We designed a shirt for sponsors to purchase and the spot to put the advertise, advertisements on. We sold 37 sp sponsors on the back of the shirt, including all of the city council members. After paying for the cost of the shirt printing, we raised a total of $3,280. It is split between the two charities that we did this for, Rockin' M Hope and the Phoenix Alliance. We thank you for uh, your support, especially the Eden City Councilmen, because they all supported us with that, and we're very grateful for being able to contribute what we could to the community. Thank you.
before we move on, I want to uh, tell a little bit about what those um, organizations do. So Rockingham Hope um, is a faith-based, um, Christ-centered ministry that seeks to meet the physical and emotional and spiritual needs of the residents in Rockingham County. Um, so that's $1,640 that will go to them, and then the same amount will go to the Phoenix Alliance, which is a local organization, a nonprofit organization. It's faith-based and Christ-centered, and it assists in rescuing children trapped in sexual exploitation, and it helps survivors rise from the ashes, and they aid in trauma recovery and survivor independence. Um, so I just want to thank you for your support and um, thank my youth council for helping out on that. Um, so next we will move to the um, kickball tournament, which I'm going to call up Jaden Martin and Gavin Moore, and um, they can tell about the event. And then we have several members of the team, the winning team that was here, and so we want to formally recognize them as well. Uh, good afternoon, Council and uh, members and citizens of Eden. Uh, so first off, our uh, kickball tournament is a yearly uh, thing that we do. Uh, we really just like to get into our youth and our kids at each elementary school in Eden and give them opportunity to get to know us, us get to know them, and just stay in contact and give them something to do. Uh, so actually this year was our biggest turnout. Uh, a few numbers for you is this was before we had any walk-ups or anything. Uh, uh, <clears throat> We had 32 kids from Lixville Spray Elementary School, uh, 24 kids from Douglas Elementary School, and 25 kids from Central Elementary School. Uh, and you would think that, like I said, yearly, and we've done this for about, I'd say, what, 10 years now, 10? Close to it. And uh, you would think it would get easier. I can tell you it did not. Uh, <laughs> so a few things we went through is, at first, we always do it at Freedom Park, but of course, it had to rain the day before, and it rained a good bit. And uh, so the fields were flooded, so we thought, where, where can we move it to next? So uh, we moved to the home soccer field, and uh, of course, the night right before, it rained again. Uh, and I think it rained a little bit more that time than it did the first time. Uh, but uh, we still made it work. We uh, painted bases on the field and had four separate fields instead of three, which worked out immensely considering we had uh, so many kids this year. A uh, few people I'd like to say thank you to are Rockham County Schools for making this work. Uh, each and every elementary school in Eden for making this work. Uh, police officers, so that's one thing I forgot to mention, is we don't umpire, parents don't umpire, we get the police officer to umpire this as well. Uh, that's really one of the big things that we like to incorporate and make sure that we incorporate is to build that bond between young students and police officers and kind of just begin to even more bridge that gap between youth and law enforcement. And of course we'd like to thank the parents. Uh, elementary school students don't drive so uh, for them to work with us and <clears throat> go back and forth from where we're going to be here, now we're going to be there, be here at 8, be here at 9. Uh, it was a huge help for each and every parent to have them there, uh, even being contacted the night before about a change in venue. Uh, but about the day of the kickball tournament, so like I said, we had uh, a insane amount of kids, uh, but we made it work. We, uh, I think this was probably the funnest year we've had. Uh, 
our Leaksville Spray 2 team, they had three games. Uh, they played off playing a, started off playing a Central team and then went on into the second round to play a Douglas team. And then in the finals for the championship, they played another Central team. Um, I'm going to allow Gavin to introduce the players for that team. We had a lot of great kids on that team. I just want to first off get that out, out of the air. We had a, a lot of really high-quality kids and high-quality parents that were there with us too, which was actually very nice considering if they weren't listening to us, they were able to listen to their parents, and then we were able to really just function well off of that. I like to name the players, and the first player being Avery Allen, Isaac Gilly, Ave Grease, Grease, Chloe Lovings, Christian Coe, Josh Sexton, Kendall Snow, Aspen Hanton, Hampton, Josie Wade, Grayson Daltrey, and Jackson Grogan. Like Jaden said, I'm sure he's covered it all, but we did have a lot of trouble going into the tournament as it rained a lot the day before and the night before. But we made it work, and we definitely wouldn't have been able to make it work without Aaron Gilly. <laughs> okay. If your name was called and you're here. Come up on this side. So uh, before we do anything else, we'd like to go ahead and uh, well, not give them, they earned it, but give them the uh, <clears throat> trophy this year and actually I just want to let this be known that this is actually a two-peat for them so they won last year's kickball tournament and then came back and uh, won it again this year so uh, I won't be here but uh, I'm sure they'll be looking to make a three-peat next year and win another and start a bit of dynasty over there at uh, Leaksville Spray but ladies and gentlemen Leaksville Spray 2 your 2023 Eden Kickball kick, uh, Tournament Champions. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I went to the kickball tournament. It was a great event. I know the weather was not cooperating. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, Aaron Gilly was, was able to move on the fly. And uh, it, was a, it was a big group effort to get it put together on the last minute. I know Jim Burnett put, volunteered some hours down there, and we appreciate that. Drew the field out. I think Jaden and Gavin might have been the winning coaches again. Is that right? They forgot to mention that. I think maybe they got something to do with picking the teams, too. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, it was a great event. Thank you, everybody, for being, being there. The, the police department has a ball doing it, and it, it means a lot to the kids to have the police department there in that role in that environment where they can play with them. And I mean, just tons of high fives with the kids and the parents and the, and the uh, coaches and umpires. So thank you all again.
Item five is roll call. Let the record show that all members of council are present as well as the city manager, the city attorney, and the city clerk. Item six is set the meeting agenda. We actually have a few changes that uh, I'm gonna make to the agenda before we approve it. Uh, item 12C was in uh, consent agenda as well as 12D in consent agenda. Uh, with discussions with staff, it's determined that uh, we need to move those to new business. So they will become items 10C and 10D. We'll move those out. Uh, there's been one addition to the consent agenda. It's the approval of the pyrotechnics permit for the Moyet High School graduation ceremony. We um, had a copy of the, the application put at our seats here. So uh, <coughs> that will be added in consent agenda to approve for the, the fireworks at the uh, graduation ceremony. And uh, I think that's it, or 9B. Uh, the consideration to adopt a resolution to approve a city county uti utility agreement. You have a, a memo provided at your seat that we will consider when we get to that. With those changes, does anyone uh, like to make a motion to set the agenda? Motion. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. The agenda is set. Item seven, seven is public hearings. Seven A is consideration to adopt the 2023 and 2024 budget ordinance. I will open the public hearing and turn it over to Mr. Mendenhall. Yes, sir, Mr. Mayor, members of council. Um, last month we talked about in a, uh, a presentation of the budget, uh, the budget for 23-24. Uh, that ordinance is here tonight and the public hearing is to, uh, is to occur. Uh, by way of update, uh, you have a $30,786,300 budget uh, broken up into several different funds, and I'll read the numbers for those funds and then turn it back to you. The general fund is $20,195,000. The self-insurance fund is $3,308,500. The water and sewer fund is $12,421,200. The runabout travel fund is $20,000. The municipal service tax dis district is $12,300. And then we have some interfund transfers and appropriation of fund balance and pass-throughs. All of that added together is $30,786,300. It's a balanced budget. There is no tax or water sewer increase. There is a pass-through fee on solid waste. Anyone have any questions for John? Would anyone like to speak in favor? Would anyone like to speak in opposition? We didn't have anybody sign up, so uh, if there are no other questions from council for John, I will close the public hearing and entertain a motion. I make a motion we accept the 2023-24 budget ordinance. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Item 7B is a consideration of a zoning map amendment request and adoption of an ordinance to rezone approximately 0.35 acres on North Kennedy Avenue from R12 to Business Highway. This is zoning case Z23-01. Along with that, we will have to uh, include the consideration of a resolution adopting a statement of consistency regarding the proposed map amendment. I will declare the public hearing open. Kelly Stoltz. Thank you. This is an amendment that was filed by Martha Hopkins on, a, on behalf of one of their family's companies. And it is for a parcel on Kennedy Street that is right behind um, the car wash on Kennedy and Stadium. Um, this property is bounded on the north 
by R12, east by R12, west by Business Highway, and south by Business Highway. Um, it's to rezone a single parcel of 0.35 acres from R12 to Business Highway. R12 is established for residential developments and related recreational, religious, and educational facilities. They are intended to ask, act as transitional zoning, zoning districts between rural development and the more urban development of the city. These are determined to discourage any use which would be de detrimental to the predominantly residential nature of the area. BH is designed to accommodate highway-oriented retail commercial service uses and in some cases like manufacturing. The subject par parcel is located on North Can Kennedy Avenue. The owner of this parcel has no future plans for use of the property, not that that has anything to do with this decision, but we just put it in there. Um, the rezoning of this property would enable it to be utilized for uses that would benefit the city in future growth and development. This parcel has been vacant to my knowledge for most of my life, and that's getting to be a pretty long time at the moment. Um, there seems to be no development pressure to make it residential. Staff is of the opinion that these uses are compatible with the surrounding commercial and residential uses, and also that the other types of uses allowed in BG, BH would not be detrimental to the surrounding area. If you have looked at your unified development <coughs> ordinance lately, you note that our newer ordinance has some um, more strict lighting, sound, and um, buffer requirements than what we had in the past. Based upon all of this information, the staff recommends approval of the request. Anyone have any questions for Kelly? Kelly, what can go in Business Highway? I knew you'd ask me that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Business Highway will allow residential care facilities, bed and breakfast, um, hotels, banks, credit unions, dry cleaners, funeral homes, um, all sorts of medical offices, government offices. Um, does not allow adult establishments. It allows most general commercial and other types of commercial uses. It is it will allow hardware stores, those kinds of things. Um, it's a fairly broad district, but nothing in it that's particularly noxious to the surrounding area. Would it offer another uh, type of, of um, business that's uh, neighboring your name? Um, well, it is in an area of transition. You know, we've got the residential that faces stadium and then more residential in the back and this will allow more options for the property to be used because there has been no development pressure to put it to res to put a house on it all these years you said also about a buffer yes sir anytime you have a business use that adjoins a residential use um there has to be a buffer installed what would that be um it would depend on what the business is and what they decide to do but it would include fencing and vegetation um, and the fencing and vegetation are there to not only block and ameliorate sight, but also sound. Do you know whether or not there is a, uh, uh, anything between the two business zones there on the, uh, the car wash and the... 
I'm not sure I know what you're asking me. Yes. Um, the car wash property goes all the way to where you see the subject parcel is. So there's nothing out. in between it there. Those no, two. sir. It's two parcels. So it's that with the neighboring there with the on Adams Street. The if there were a non-residential use put there, you would have to have a buffer on the north side and the east side. Any other questions from council right now? Would anyone like to speak in favor? Anyone like to speak in favor? Uh, would anyone like to speak in opposition? Please come forward, state your name and address. My name is Misty Holland Richardson. Um, I reside at 391 Wimbush Road, but I own the property of 113 Adams Street. Thank you. Um, just a couple of issues. We already have fencing issues along two sides of that property from the drive-through store and the car wash. So this would then put possibly a third um, and have over 50, well, about 50% of the property at 113 Adams Street with a fence around it. Um, this property has been in my family since 1976. My aunt owned it. Um, then she turned it over to uh, my cousins and I, and they do not live in this area, so we purchased it. Um, the property that you're looking at voting to rezone does not have any highway frontage to it at all. It's all residential. And this is part of a neighborhood, and we want to keep it a neighborhood. There's already issues with sound, with traffic from the two businesses that are out there already. If we add a third into it, that's going to be even more. And just think about this from a standpoint, if this is your neighborhood, if this is your family's neighborhood, your kids, grandkids wanting to play outside, you know, you're worried about the traffic going up and down, you're worried about, you know, what's going on in the business. Um, and we just want to keep this, you know, as a neighborhood, it's people buy a home to be part of a neighborhood, not to be part of a business district. Um, so we would appreciate your consideration to keep this a neighborhood um, so that the people there can continue to enjoy it, go outside and have a cup of coffee and not have to worry about all the traffic and noise and things like that. So we would appreciate that in consideration. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, you got somebody else, I believe. Katie Lavenzo. <clears throat> Hey, my name is Katie Lorenzo, um, and I just wanted to show you, so we live, me and my husband, and we have three children, as you see where it says 114 on the map. So it is literally like right beside of the property that they're trying to rezone. And um, I called the city and I was talking to them today about it as well. We have three children. One of them is a toddler and two of them are school-age children. We have um, struggles already because of the car wash, because of the drive-through. The car wash all night, all hours of the night, all hours in the morning, we hear all kinds of noise like loud music. Um, the kids struggle with sleeping, and I have to get them up at 6.30 in the morning to get them to go to school. They struggle with that. Um, so yeah, she basically um, pretty much said everything I wanted to say. But, um, so thank you. <laughs> but yes, um, I agree with her 100%. Um, you know, that's my family's home. And, you know, um, I would really prefer if y'all could take into consideration um, to not put no business or anything like that there. Because, like I said, 
as it stands whereas as of now my kids go outside they play you know I don't have to worry about anything except you know people running up and down the road you know their cars driving crazy but um, other than that that's it but of course you know I'll just say it like this just imagine if it was your home with your kids your grandkids and I don't think y'all would like it either so um, that's all I wanted to say yeah. Yes, North Kennedy Street. So if you look right here on North Kennedy Avenue, um, the subject property, we live right beside where it says 114. That is where we, we reside at. So, three years. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know which one it is. Boy, is that messing you up? Any other questions for Kelly from council members? Um, if not, I will I have one other. Okay. Mr. Stokes. Yes, sir. Uh, I have the property owners on uh, uh, Adams Street. How many are, are uh, owners of that property can, and would say the first, uh, first four houses? East side of the, as you're going up the hill on Adams and also the uh, one on Kennedy Street. I'm not you really sure what, what you're asking me. Well, I'm asking you if are they owners or are they renters? As far as land use regulations are concerned, we don't care. It has nothing to do with land use decisions. So you don't know if I mean I'm on Adams Street and compared to Kennedy Street like you want to go? And I know there are a lot of residences and most of them are Occupied, but no, we don't keep up with which ones are winners and which ones aren't. We hear as much about this as we do owners. Try turning the system off and back on again. I'm an IT guy, that's your answer for everything. Close the public hearing and entertain a motion. Motion to approve or not approve? I'll make a motion to not approve. I have a motion to deny the rezoning request. Is there a second? I'll second that. I second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. The consideration of the rezone is denied. Item <laughs> Item 7C is a public hearing uh, for the consideration of a zoning map amendment uh, request and adoption of an ordinance to rezone approximately one tenth of an acre on J Street from Residential 12 to Business General. Zoning case Z23 and a consideration of a resolution adopting a statement of consistency regarding the proposed map amendment. I will declare the public hearing over. Ms. Kelly Stokes. Thank you.
get to the next one. Okay. The property that we are discussing at the moment is located directly beyond what used to be Moorfields Office Supply. Um, and before that, it was a Coca-Cola bottling plant. It's on J Street. It, like the first parcel we discussed, has never been developed in any fashion, except to have something parked on it once in a while. Um, it is currently zoned R12 and sits right behind that plant and other business uses across. And there's been no development pressure either way. Um, however, we do know that more commercial development in that part of the community would be very helpful for our Main Street program and others. Um, R12 is a medium density residential area and they allow transitional uses between districts. Uh, the subject parcel is on J Street and the owner has no proposed plans for the property. The rezoning would enable the property to be developed for uses that would benefit the City of Eden in the future and its growth. Um, the principal use for this district is the dispensing of retail goods and services to the community and to provide space for wholesaling and warehousing activities. Now this tiny little site could never do that. But you have to consider the wide range of what's there. But based upon the information submitted, we do recommend in favor of this request. Has the residential uh, house behind you, behind them, contacted you? No. I had a conversation with someone about it, but I don't know where they. They don't always tell me where they live. Okay, I just noticed that just what we just went through. This one adjoins a residential it does. dwelling, and I didn't know if anybody had presented any opposition we had way more calls about the first okay um so would anybody like to speak in favor would anybody like to speak in opposition any questions from council one question it's not really but who owns the morefield property now do you know off the top of my head i can look in this stuff we have on the case and figure it out for you I mean, i'm just curious if, if john owns that too i'm sorry i'm just curious if john smith owns that too but would be logical for that all to be one point. It would. I'm looking for the list of people we sent notices to. No, I do not think John. Okay, it's not that. Jay is the Eden. That's my question. I'm just curious. That's... All right. Any other questions? Uh, Kelly, for uh, just for personal information, uh, parking lots on something that uh, we're, uh, or what, do we have special provisions to allow just <coughs> pull in, pull out, back in? Uh, they they'd have to get driveway permits like anybody else, um, and that's mighty close to a stoplight. Okay. Um, and another signal they would have to whatever they put there because it's bg and it's not in a downtown district have um parking provided um it's very small i personally don't see it ever being used for anything beyond as an accessory to the building in front of it but um mr smith may find himself lucky to sell it to someone else but um <laughs> It's been like that for a long time, and if somebody did buy it, it would likely be kept up neat and tidy. Any other questions? 
If not, I will close the public hearing and entertain a motion. Make a motion that we approve with uh, the, con uh, the consistency statement. A motion to approve the rezone request and adopt the consistency statement. Second. And a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, Item sir. 8 is request and petitions of citizens. I'd ask our attorney, Mrs. Gilley, to please go over our uh, rules. The request and petitions of citizens period shall be for the purpose of allowing members of the public to present any matter pertaining to city business or items on the city council's agenda. These periods shall not serve as a forum for debate nor discussion with the city council. Any speaker who wishes to speak must sign up to do so before the meeting starts on the appropriate sign-up sheet located at the table outside the entrance of the council chambers. Remarks shall be addressed directly to the city council and not to the staff, the audience, or the media. Any speaker who wishes to speak shall approach the podium and not speak from his or her seat. Each speaker shall clearly state his or her name and physical address when she reaches, he or she reaches the podium. The time clock will start with three minutes. When the time remaining reaches one minute, you'll hear a beep to alert you that your time is about to expire and that you need to wrap up your comments. If you have been yielded three additional minutes, you may ignore the first alert and continue until the six minutes are reached. Speakers appearing before the council will not be allowed to campaign for public office, promote private business ventures, or use language of a personal nature which insults or demeans any person or which, when directed at a public official, is not related to his or her official duties. Thank you, Ms. Gilly. Uh, we have one person, Valencia Abbott. If you please come forward, state your name and address, and then we'll start the timer. Good evening. My name is Valencia Abbott. I live at 1013 Rosemount Drive, Reedsville. The Dan River Steam Station here in Eaton, then Draper, began construction in 1949 and was, and was finished the following year. Coal units one and two cost a combined 15 million and was at that time cutting edge. The station was the object of a 1971 United States Supreme Court case, Griggs versus Duke Power in which 14 African-American employees were discriminated against when Duke Power required them to possess a high school diploma and or pass a standardized general intelligence test to obtain certain positions at the station, neither of which was found to have a bearing on the employee's ability to perform the sat-out position. At the time, the education requirements disproportionately harmed African-Americans and white employees only fill the well-paying positions. The court found that education requirements would only be legal under Title VII that were reasonably related to the job in question. Therefore, they were improper because the education requirement needed to be better associated with the jobs and the plaintiffs would go on to win a unanimous decision after a five-year battle with their employee. These men's action amid, amid the civil rights movement is one of the most undertold and unacknowledged fights for civil rights. 
A step to bring this to its proper place in the historical record is the placement of two historical markers in Rockingham County. On August 1st, there will be a dedication ceremony for the North Carolina Civil Rights Trail marker, sponsored by the North Carolina African American Heritage Commission, and the North Carolina State Highway Marker, one of the oldest such programs in continuous operation in the United States, is being planned for October. These men risked everything in the face of such unknown consequences. This was two years before Martin Luther King Jr. assassination and 11 years before the murder of Emmett Till. But they left a legacy not only for their immediate circumstances, but continues today as the ruling still applies to unemployment law. Over the next couple of months, the hope is that the city of Eaton supports, promotes, and acknowledge our citizens' <coughs> accomplishment from past to present. The family that not only still resides here in this county, but has taken the legacy far and wide. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, thank you for bringing that. Uh, I have been in contact with them the, for the marker that's going to be, I think it's September is when it'll be dedicated, but yes, October, but yes, the city is going to be involved and we're uh, excited about having that here to uh, tell the story of what happened there with this U.S. Supreme Court case. So thank you for bringing that to us. Item nine is unfinished business. 9A is a consideration of the certificate of sufficiency and adoption of a resolution calling for a public hearing on the annexation petition of a property located at 343 Welshire Drive. Kelly Stoltz. Thank you, it's 345. Um, this is a parcel that was a part of the original Northridge development before the owners changed part of it to the um, Summit Place. And at the time we annexed all the rest of it as it was preparing to be redeveloped, this one person owned their lot and did not want to be annexed. Um, that property changed hands and the new owners were um, interested in being a part of the city and receiving services and so they have asked that they be annexed. We have declared the position sufficient or the clerk has and we ask you um, to call the public hearing for June. Any questions for Kelly? If not, I'd entertain a motion. So moved. Got a motion to a call for a public hearing and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries and we will have the public hearing in June. Thank you, Ms. Stoltz. Item 10B is consideration to adopt a resolution to approve the city county utility agreement. Mrs. Gilly. Good evening. Um, we have been working for quite some time on the city county utilities agreement. Um, and we had initially put um, the agreement on the council agenda for your, your approval um, based upon feedback from you all. Um, and I believe it's a wise move. We um, are going to continue that investigation and those negotiations, gathering some more um, camera footage for the sewer line that's at, um, at <coughs> issue in the agreement. And so in doing so, we are going to need um, an additional time period uh, to do this, which means we need an extension of the agreement. So we are asking you all tonight um, to approve an interim agreement that would extend the rates to the county, would provide us some additional time to gather information on the sewer line and its condition, and um, which would run through January the 1st is what the agreement has 
the interim agreement has in there. And at that time, or before then, we hope to bring you all one that you all will be able to act on and vote on. And thank you. There, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes. I know a lot of staff and council members have been um, really working on this, and this is a, a prudent way to give us some more time to do some more research. So just another extension of the, the, the lease, start, I mean, the agreement started in 1998. It's been extended several times, and the proposal tonight is to extend it for another 120 days to give some more time to answer some more questions that have come up during the past 120 days. That, that's correct. We had some camera footage that we were able to, staff was able to review, but I believe there's some, some that was missing, and so we need to go back and, and make sure we, we know what we would be recommending to you all. I have a, some questions that I've come up with that I would like answered as well. I'll just give you a copy of it. You, yes, sir. Do you want to ask them tonight, or do you want to meet with about us? About 15 or? or 16 of them. I just seem to, to give them to you and let you answer them. And, sure. Uh, if that's the way you want to do it. Sure, that would be good. We can we can meet. We can meet with the staff, or we did yeah. that yeah today. So that would that would be that would a little be time. Sure. Because you're gonna probably have to do a little bit of research on some of them, I imagine. Sounds good. Okay. Well, this proposal is to give us 120 more days to do so. Is there a motion? I make motion. a motion that we extend that. I got a motion by Mr. Moore and second. Any further discussion? Just to be clear, it's Sorry. not 120 days. It'll be until January the first. The extent, yeah, the, the right. proposed extension. All right, thank you for the well, clarification. To extend to January 1st. I'd just like to thank the, uh, the manager and Aaron and everybody else involved for putting up with me, asking all the questions and stuff, and uh, I appreciate you checking in this thing. Well, this is a big, this is a big uh, step right here for us, and $800,000 is a lot of money. And the, the time to recoup it is, what, 12 and a half years? That's, that's a long time. But. I think the, that's some of the questions we got to answer because that's if we don't get any additional users. That's based on the current users, right? So if you were to get a development, it may pay back quicker than that. Those are questions we got to answer. I got a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Item 10 is new business. 10A is consideration to adopt a resolution of intent to close an unopened section of Houghton Street. Uh, SC 23-1, Kelly Stoltz. Thank you. You can see this section highlighted in blue is the piece of that street that these property owners would like to close. Across our community, we have hundreds of paper streets and um, developments that were planned as much as 100 years ago that have streets that were platted and never, never built and never asked to be accepted for maintenance we have would like to ask you to call a public hearing to have this closed at your June meeting. Any questions for Kelly? I guess one question I have, Kelly, there were two names on the uh, proposal, but are, are all three property, are there three property adjoining owners or just two? I, I mean, I'm just asking because I think that, isn't that the rule you have to have every have to have adjoining all, property? Yes. Mm -hmm. One, I can't do it on this. I thought it was my computer I could show you, but no, there's just two property owners. Okay, okay. Well, there's three parcels. That doesn't three mean parcels, that doesn't mean it couldn't be one owner. I just right. there are three, three parcels, parcels that adjoin it. And uh, I assume if we vote to have this public hearing and that turns out to not be the case, we'll find that out. Well, we're, we're pretty sure it is. <laughs> I, I figured. Guess. All right. Anybody like to make a motion? 
to schedule a public hearing. Motion to schedule a public hearing. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Thank you, Kelly. Item 10B is a consideration to accept maintenance for Lark Street. Kelly Stoltz. Um, you all have a copy of a plat, and I see that it didn't get in my PowerPoint. That's probably my fault. But anyway, you have a copy of a plat that the owners of this property had prepared just for this one little section of street. It is, um, it was inspected and reviewed by city staff to pres preserve the notion that it is up to our city standards. I think um, Martha Hopkins, one of the property owners, met with staff a couple times. So Kevin London was involved and of course Bev. At this point, this is a section of the street that was um, completed more than a year ago. Um, it has been inspected and reviewed, and we are asking that you accept this piece of the street for maintenance, and this map will be recorded. Um, I've had a couple questions asked to me about that, and we've had some staff discussions also. And none of us like the thought of brand new pavement with big trucks running over it. You know, it's just not conducive to asphalt. However, we have no ability within the regulations we have to force any developer to complete more street than they plan to develop. Um, and proof of that is all the street closings we do on little bits of street that are all over town. Um, does anyone have any questions? I, I, I rode out there and, mm -hmm. and I looked at it and, and Lark Street looks good. Uh, in, the, in the other development, do, do they have some kind of short-term plan, long-term plan, well, or any kind of plan? They may, and they have a plan because we've had a preliminary plan. Because I know it's going to be expensive. Well, and it's going to not, this is a phased development that's been going on since the 80s. So this is not like something that we can tell them they've got to build it all and put the sidewalks in this week. This particular property is held under our old PUD regulations, plan unit development. Um, that. We no longer have PUDs, but they were already a PUD, so they were grandfathered or their rights were vested. And so we have to operate with them under the old standards. Um, they have made a decision to sort of split the development somewhat and have two entrances. Um, and all of that is allowable within the regulations we have for them. And I would ask that you agree to accept this. Now, one of the questions, one of the things that I had in there was we would like for you to make sure that the warranty starts today, if y'all accept it today and not in 2021. I got one more question. Yes, sir. How far towards the Virginia line would the city limits run? Well, this is, um, I'm not sure how to answer that without my maps. Um, it's, a, it's not very far from where the top of this property is. You can see, you know, the whole 200 and some acre tract that goes all the way to Lincoln Street and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Lark is the further nor furthest north street that's currently constructed. But, but it was annexed long ago. But there's potential for further development to the north. Yes, sir, there is. And to the south. It's a huge parcel. It's, uh, Kevin London looks after this. Does, does he have anything he'd like to say? Any, any questions? What have you? I think uh, 
uh, everything with it looks good. I, you know, just made sure today because uh, Lark there on the map. There's a little section that's that was done with that. This Audubon. Uh, so we just made sure today that it was 673 feet that would be added to the power bill uh, for Lark Street, uh, Lark Drive, whatever it is there. But uh, but you yeah, know that would take care of that. It's just a little short section that's still new that's on Audubon, but that's not being accepted at this time. Okay. Any other questions? Any other questions? Uh, if not, I would entertain a motion. I'll make a uh, motion. Excuse me. To, uh, excuse me first. I'd like to recuse myself from this vote. Uh, I, I I was involved in this project, so I'm gonna okay. Not vote. Right. So I make a motion. We accept Lark Street. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Now is that with the uh, what Kelly was yeah, asking I'm for with the warranty? Today. Warranty from today, like it was looks, presented. The road looks good. Uh, I seen it. I got a motion and a second. Any other discussion? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Item 12C, which was moved from consent agenda, is approval and adoption of a resolution declaring two lots off Dallas Street, tax parcel ID number 146823 and 146812Z1, surplus, and authorizing the negotiated offer and upset bid process. Mrs. Stolt, uh, no, Mrs. Gilly, that's just a habit. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Mayor. And Ms. Stoltz normally does handle these actual um, surplus properties and upset bid processes, but this one is a little bit different because we have an employee um, in her department um, that's actually asking to purchase the property. So as a, um, in an effort to, to avoid any potential or perceived conflict of interest, I have been handling the, um, the, the process with the um, Mr. Lemons who wants to purchase the property. So I wanted to, to bring that to your attention. Um, we actually had a, um, uh, as soon as we, as soon as I was told that he wanted to purchase the properties, I um, sent a memo to the city manager and to Kelly instructing everybody that I would be handling it and then we'd keep her out of it and her department out of it. Um, so um, so that has, that how, how that has taken place and also, Mr. Ellis has a, a family um, connection there, and so he's he's talked to me about wanting to recuse himself from, from this vote as well. Correct. Thank you. Um, so I will proceed um, now that we've gotten that um, taken care of. And also the, the memo that talks about that conflict of interest and the process that we used is included in your materials and was on the agenda, just to make sure everything's transparent and out in the open. Um, so the city of Eden currently owns two lots on Dallas Street, um, and the GIS map is, is in your um, paperwork as well. Um, this property was donated to the city from FC Properties in 2017. Um, there was a sewer, there's a sewer line that runs through the property, and so um, that's why the city um, took the property and why it was donated to the property, um, to the city. Um, the adjacent property owner is Mr. Lemons, and he has submitted an offer to purchase those vacant lots. Um, the first thing we did was get the city uh, public utility staff to be questioned to see if they um, 
would like to retain the property or to um, or they think it was a good idea to sell it and they unanimous, unanimously said that as long as the city could retain the 20-foot sewer easement that they didn't see any any reason to keep it um, so based upon that um, we believe that it's in the best interest to have the property returned back to the tax roll so that it could be um, taxes could be paid on it the city could benefit from that the city would also not have to um, maintain those lots as far as um, mowing or trees falling down um, and I think that's been a, an issue as well um, so we would ask you to approve um, the resolution that's included to declare the property surplus and authorize the upset bid process for the sale so what would happen is we have a, an offer to purchase <clears throat> I can find it for um, $1,000, a 5% deposit has been paid um, by the offerer, and so basically what would happen is this would now go to an upset bid process where it would be advertised in the paper and um, a chance to upset it from anyone else who wanted to do so. And then at the end of that process, once you have someone who, who has finalized that and there are no more upset bid offers, it will come back to you for approval. So I can answer any questions you might have. I'm so, well, I know that with the sewer easement through the center of it, that really limits its uh, ability to be improved. This is a, an adjoining property owner who approached us about putting it back on the tax roll. I want to be clear, there is an upset process. If anybody else would like to make a bid on this, there's a process to do so. Just so you know, everybody knows it's for sale. This is what we're declaring it as, as surplus tonight. This is our best offer thus far, and it is available to be upset. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that this had nothing to do with the uh, potential purchase of being an employee or anything else. So. No, we, we actually have another property that's in the same situation that we'll talk about in just a second that doesn't have an employee. But um, I will also say that our, our normal process for this with lots that were acquired by foreclosure or that we have that you have already declared surplus we just go ahead and use the upset bid process and then bring it back to you but the issue here is this was obtained through a donation and so it has not been declared surplus so that's why we're going through through this route another quick well. question about that as a donation were there any deed restrictions with the donation no there were not okay then uh so we have uh, a proposal to declare a piece of property surplus and begin the upset bid process for the sale of the property on Dallas Street. Would anybody like to make a motion? We make a motion of resolution declaring the two lots off Dallas Street ID numbers 146823 and 146812Z1 surplus. Second. I got a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Thank you, Ms. Gilly, for your work on that. Uh, very similar to that is item 10D. It's approval and adoption of a resolution declaring 101 Bird Street, tax parcel ID 169308, surplus, and authorizing the negotiated offer and upset bid process. Ms. Gilly. Yes. Um, so we have a um, 110, is it 110 Bird Street? 101. 101 Bird Street, excuse me. Kelly does a much better job when she does these. <laughs> these, um, so this property was the home of our water tank um, that was there until 
a few months ago when you all authorized that to be um, decommissioned and demolished. And so now there's a vacant lot um, that's existing there. We have had an adjacent property owner that has also come to us and asked to purchase that. Um, his offer is $1,500. Um, this is um, a little bit different. It does not have a sewer line running through it, but um, um, does back up to this Mr. Um, Wilson, I believe is his name. And so he has paid the 5% deposit. And so we are asking, we also um, took this to the public utilities group, asked them their recommendation, and they recommended that there was no need to keep this. The infrastructure of the city had been taken off. And so we are also recommending that this be sold um, using the upset bid process and that it start um, with the bid that's been submitted can get back on the tax rolls and no more maintenance by the city to, to keep the property up. <clears throat> Anybody have any questions about this? This is a little fenced in lot. It's a small parcel. Any other questions? I guess we'd have to figure out what we're going to do if the buzzards come back. <laughs> well, let me share some with you. <laughs> is there a motion? I'll make a motion. A motion At that point, to it wouldn't be the city's problem. Motion to approve the uh, resolution to declare this uh, as surplus property and, and start the bid process. Got a I'll, motion? I'll second. And a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. And again, that property is on the market now. We are to item 11, reports from staff. City Manager John Mendenhall. Uh, yes, sir. Mr. Mayor, members of council, I'd like to turn your attention to the City Manager's report, item 11A. There are a couple items I'd like to highlight. The first is our Public Works Department uh, and uh, upcoming Public Works Week. I've been spending a lot of time at Public Works, and uh, we have a lot of good city employees, all of them. Uh, all 179, but we also have a really, really good public works department. I just wanted to say that uh, uh, from a management standpoint, that's very beneficial and just want to uh, applaud them and uh, hope that y'all will take some time to talk with them individually and thank them for their hard work because they do a great job and it's not a great job sometimes, it's a great job all the time, day in and day out. And uh, I just really appreciate everything they do. Second item, if you'll turn to uh, the second, uh, I'm sorry, the third page of your report, uh, the fire department uh, has made great strides and they have increased uh, their uh, ISO classification from a class four to a class three. And uh, that is really, 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 really good. Uh, the ISO class rating is what is uh, judged across this country uh, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst, and uh, our fire department has made uh, major improvements. And that's due to training, that's due to staffing, that's due to equipment, that's due to the investment that y'all as a council have provided. I want to thank y'all for that, but also want to thank those employees for their dedication to the public service and the citizens they serve. Uh, it's reflected in this, uh, in this ISO report. Uh, so we've got a, a top-notch, uh, top-tier fire department, top-notch fire employees, and I wanted to just say thank you to them and thank you to you all for your support. Uh, there are a couple other items uh, to, to note uh, for the benefit of the public that are not uh, in this uh, city manager's report. There are three. Uh, one is that uh, Eden is now part of the Dan River State Trail. 
and uh, we're expanding our recreational offerings in partnership. We're not the sole uh, end-all, be-all in the recreation world. We're partnering with the state and uh, leveraging those resources to be part of the Dan River State Trail, and we're proud of that uh, uh, cultural, uh, historical, and uh, ecological heritage there that the Dan River uh, offers to uh, all of our residents. The second item is related to the Dan River, and it's a big uh, thank you to um, the uh, Rockingham County Soil and Water uh, Conservation uh, District, uh, Jason Bird, who's our, our local county conservationist. Uh, the uh, debris in the river has been removed around the pylon there at, uh, at Bridge uh, Street. There was a lot of debris that had uh, backed up on that pylon and a lot of uh, erosion around it. I talked with Jason a lot about it and uh, uh, he has uh, indicated that it cost $86,000 in grant funds, that they accessed uh, the, the USDA grant to do that. His office administered it. The, uh, the, the mechanical equipment was down here at the boat landing over the weekend. If anybody saw a big excavator on floats, it was, it was pretty neat to look at. Uh, but uh, we're very thankful for that work by removing that debris, uh, safing up some of that erosion. It benefits the river, benefits river access and river users, makes it safer for everybody using the river. Uh, and then finally, uh, as a report to a resolution that was recently adopted by the council, the county has adopted a resolution at their last meeting uh, endorsing the transportation improvements that were forwarded to them that y'all had endorsed. I wanted to let y'all know that, that they have adopted a supporting resolution, making the city's transportation priorities part of their priorities, and wanted to give that information back to you. With that, I'd be happy to answer any questions. I appreciate the county's support with that. Now, there's been a lot of work into the transportation plan, so uh, glad we have their support for that. Congratulations to the fire department for the uh, upgrade in our insurance rating. And, uh, and talking about the fire department, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they only missed getting a two by uh, a few points, and there's room for, for us to get that. Uh, th this occurred with many years of preparations and and hard work and, and council approval and, and, and helping and all, and uh, I, I'm pretty well pleased with it. Anybody else have any questions for John? If not, the copies are available. We'll have a copy here or a couple extra copies uh, available online on the city's webpage and in Eden's own journal monthly. So pick you up a copy of those. Um, item 13 is announcements. Is Cindy's here, isn't she? Cindy, you might want to come up. We got some big ones to go through. <laughs> The consent agenda, Mr. Mayor, we need a, a I'm sorry. to do that. So, yeah, before you go, Cindy, I'm sorry. The consent agenda, we pulled two items and added the one about the fireworks. And with those non-controversial items, I would uh, entertain a motion to approve the consent agenda. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Thank you. Now, item 13, announcements, Cindy Adams. Well, all the excitement starts Thursday evening. Um, our sold-out groaning gathered will be along the beautiful um, Spray Canal and Spray Mercantile. Um, we're really looking forward to that. I don't know who ordered the weather, but it is really cooperating in the low 70s. So it'll be a perfect evening outside. And then on Friday afternoon, we are going to be opening the new and improved Perina Dog Park or the Perina Bark Park, and they named that. Um, they have dignitaries coming from St. Louis, from Washington, D.C., from local 
Um, and so it's going to be a really big deal. The public has really responded um, through social media, so we're looking for a big crowd. We hope all of you are there. Um, they're going to be giving out treats. The Perina um, Incredible Dog Team will be performing. Uh, we will be letting dogs into the, um, the course with the agility equipment. But I want to thank um, Ray Thomas and Brett Curry and their staff. They've worked very, very hard. Uh, and we'll be working up until the day to spruce it up a little bit more every day. And so we're really looking forward to a great crowd and a great time. And thank Perina uh, for making that possible. And then five to seven. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be food trucks there. There'll be an icy truck. So plan to have a supper there with us. It'll be nice. And there's plenty of shelter there and, and picnic tables. So it'll be places to eat. Um, on June 3rd, uh, is our 20th annual Piedmont Pottery Festival. Uh, we have more potters this year than we've had in years. We're actually at capacity in the First Presbyterian Church, so that is wonderful. And then quickly following that, on June 17th, is Oink and Ale uh, in Uptown Eden along Monroe Street. And so um, it's a busy time, uh, it's a fun time, and so we hope everybody will join us. Thank you, Sandy. And I, I, this is not necessarily a city event, but the city has been uh, a part of this before. I'm very proud of the Charlie Poole Music Festival. It's coming back the 9th and 10th of June. It's at uh, RCC, so keep an eye out for that on your calendar. And uh, I, I plan on bringing my dogs to the Bark Park. I'm wondering if they're doing any tryouts for that amazing dog team. I'll try to get them a job. Any other announcements? Yes, I'd like to uh, congratulate all the uh, uh, graduating seniors from the uh, county schools, and uh, it's a big uh, opportunity. Next time we'll meet will be in June, and they'll be already graduated. But to, uh, if you're a family member or have one that's uh, graduating, uh, we're very proud of them. And, uh, all not only even Morehead Panthers, but uh, the adjoining uh, county schools also. Along those lines, our Moorhead baseball team, as we speak, is playing in the third round of the high school championships and uh, have never advanced that far. So hopefully in our June meeting, we'll have them here as, recognize them as champions. But we're proud of them. They're playing great. And uh, At bottom of the fourth, 5-2, us. All right. That sounds good. I, I didn't know you over there keeping score, Bernie. <laughs> you want to change any of your votes? <laughs> All right, any other announcements? I, I don't have an announcement. I have a question for Ms. Stoltz. And it seems like we ask just about every meeting, where are we at on the school, Draper School, and the fire department? We have finally gotten the architectural drawings and the specifications from the architect on, excuse me, the fire station. We got the reports back on the homeless shelter, and there are no air quality issues in there. Good. And um, <clears throat> we anticipate having the budget document back this week, and then we can submit everything to the state. We anticipate them releasing funds shortly thereafter, and we'll be able to go out to bid. The same with the school. We've submitted everything already on it, and um, we're just awaiting an answer from the Department of Commerce. I have a question also about the school. Yes, sir. Uh, is it kind of in the same boat that we were in with our water rates years ago? If we don't spend any money on the school, it's kind of hard for us to get any grants. I'm not going to comment on that, Mr. Ellis. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there is an issue with the roof of the school. 
and we have asked the state to allow us to do that separate and apart from the rest of the grant in hopes that we can get that put back on while we're ready and get through all of the hoops. We have an estimate of about $94,000 to fix it because when they went back to check it after we did last summer, some of the <coughs> flat roof has um, deteriorated and so the whole thing's gonna have to be done. I, I had the opportunity of going through it not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it, if, if we don't do something with this roof, we're not gonna have nothing there to work with. So uh, another question too, and I'll ask Mr. Mendenhall, if uh, if we allow the uh, one of the bids that were two that we received only less than sixty days ago, and could we go ahead and do that? The bids we got. I was asking. Oh, I'm Mendenhall. sorry. Um, it, it would be a discretionary act by council. Heretofore, y'all have wanted to use grant funds, which is a very uh, good idea, but it would be a policy discretionary act by the council if y'all wanted to uh, instruct staff to go out and uh, use local money, uh, meaning city money, uh, to put uh, either a temporary or a, a semi-permanent or a permanent roof. Uh, there's all sorts of ranges there that can be talked about uh, to do. Uh, we, could, we could certainly do that. Have we invested any money whatsoever with this uh, property? Other than the staff work to record the, the deeds and, and that sort of thing? No, sir. Uh, while, while you're at it then, uh, to make an informed decision if we're going that route, uh, what's, uh, get a cost on uh, tearing, the, tearing the building down, please. We'll be happy to do that, yes, sir. That property was acquired by us with the very clear understanding that it would be paid for with grant money. And that was part of the reason that we proceeded the way we did. So I would caution our uh, our actions if we do opposite of what we said we were going to do. So that's my two cents on it. I'd love to see it fixed, but I'd also not want to go against what we approved. Anybody else have an announcement? No other announcements. Item 14 is adjournment. If there is no objection, I would like to adopt a motion by unanimous consent to adjourn. And hearing none, we are adjourned. Thank you for coming. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.